Do, 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 do you queer, 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 what I queer, do you queer, what I queer? This is Dick Wick. Ready? Yeah. Elliot, Tom, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm okay, listeners. How are you doing? Oh. Oh. Wait, did you hear that one person that... Ooh. Ugh, it's going to get better. It will. We promise. We promise. If and, we can, yeah. And Well, it will because you're listening to Do you Queer. What? I'm Queer. And that's Elliot. And that's Tom. And we're Dick Quick. And hey. Hey. It's been a while. It's been a minute? Like a couple of years. It's been a couple, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> It's been a couple years. I think we changed, Tom. Um, it's possible the pandemic changed us all. Yeah, sure. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. Yeah, that sounds um, good. If you want to write in and tell us how the pandemic changed you, um, that would be great solace for not only us, but also for other listeners. Because, you know, we the, all it was, a, it was a, a communal event. It's true. Yeah, a communal transformational event. Transformational event. So let us know how you changed. Yeah. And if you didn't change... We don't care. We don't, don't care. write. Yeah, don't write in. I don't know why. Yeah, you just shut up. You're probably straight. Um, <laughs> welcome to season five. We're <sighs> kicking things off. Um, we got a whole lot of um, surprises coming your way. And, Lots of surprises, and not and some also things that will be obvious to you, like us talking. Yeah, coming your way. What's season five going to be about? Oh, that's a good question. I haven't really thought about that i think we're gonna do a lot of um re-exploring our past i think we're maybe gonna reintroduce uh new listeners maybe people that haven't followed us throughout season one to four there might be a bit of like a reintroduction period um and then the 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 heft the the, meat the meat the package of the season um the bowel movement i was gonna say is gonna be the wonderful guests but now i don't (laughs) want to say that because they're not the bowel movement of the season um if anything they're the they're the heart. They're the heart of the this heart. season. And Tommy, you and I are the digestive tract. That's right. That checks out. Yeah. Uh, so amazing And you're people. for sure the throat. The throat goat? Did I hear you say that? <laughs> I would never say <laughs> fucking bitch. For more info, check out Twitter. Uh, rude. <laughs> yes. No, but season so five will rude. be about um, queer history and yes. how it's shaped um, us uh, 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 us as a collective and also us individually. Yes. Um, so if that is something that you want to tune into, please do. If that's something that you want to come and talk about, please do. And you can always email us at uh, do you queer at gmail.com. Yes, that's fantastic. We've changed emails a couple times. We were just checking if that was the right one. <laughs> I was testing you. It, thank personally. you. I yeah. passed with yeah. flying colors. <laughs> so you can email us. And also, I think something that we're going to be doing, Tom, is like, really interrogating what history could be or could mean Mm -hmm. um, as it intersects with queer uh, lived experiences, right? And it's like, we're going to hopefully, I think, tackle everything from the everyday, the minor, the little parts of our lives. Exactly, the mundane, to the, you know, more classically historical, like historical events. Um, Hopefully we get some history nerds on here who want to weigh in, and then hopefully we get some silly gooses who just want to tell some silly stories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback saying that, oh, we learned so much from your podcast, which which is upsetting, but also cool. It is cool. So let's make sure that, that you learn the proper thing. It makes one of us. Tom, <laughs> yeah. have you learned anything since starting this podcast? Um, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I've learned a million things over and over. Like, I feel like every, I like maybe every year I unlearn something and relearn something new. Ooh, yes. Um, and 
which is cool. That's part of growing up and, and education, and that's what I've devoted my life to. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, let's get started, if you don't mind. We have to talk about what color we're feeling today we for list, for new listeners. If you don't know, we start every episode talking about how we feel as a color. Um, this started, uh, for those of you who don't recall, um, at a very dark time, one of the reasons that Elliot and I wanted Elliot and I wanted to start uh, the podcast, we we wanted to do something. We had all these feelings. We wanted to capitalize on what we were good at. Um, That's honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, sometimes we would just text each other a color, um, noting how we were feeling that day, uh, mm-hmm. because it, it it didn't take a whole lot of energy to be like, oh, today I'm extremely blue, and and then the other person could just you know heart react or whatever. What exactly? And I was gonna say when it started, I don't think there was a single day where we sent any sort of joyful or happy color. I think it was mostly us no. <laughs> uh, commiserating in our deep depression, yeah. which ultimately I think led us if not entirely out of it, at least to something that was productive, like sitting down together and, um, you know, walking that line of laughing at a lot of the terrible things that are going on while also highlighting them. And also I think being respectful sometimes maybe, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. It was like a a soft way to check in with somebody. Totally. Um, yeah. So on that note, what's my color? What's your color? My color today. How am I feeling? How am I feeling? I'm feeling a little bit, Ooh, I'm feeling a little bit energetic. I'm feeling like a faggy cappuccino, like a fagaccino. A fagaccino? You'll like, have to describe that color for me. So, Because it sounds... Oh, excuse me. There's a very rude straight person outside How driving a car. Motorcycle. Um, it sounds a bit like douche water. Totally. So yeah. You know what? In color-wise, not far off. Yeah. In energy, pretty far off. Very far off. Got it. Different entrance exit kind of thing um but you know so the really faggy part of a cappuccino if i may is for i need to interrupt you i love that you pointed out for our listeners who are maybe watching this because we're filming for the first off, time you needed to point out your entrance and your exit well people don't much know. like a flight attendant would do if there's an emergency don't panic walk slowly both to my entrance and to my exit yeah put on your mask first please before anyone else's yeah, yeah. uh my dick can inflate in case of emergency. Well, we've all seen that. Mom, I hope I hope our <laughs> listeners haven't seen it. Well, they're <laughs> well, actually, about to. they're about to. Um, <laughs> fagaccino, correct me if I'm wrong, but the faggiest part of a cappuccino is the part of the latte art where the coffee has mixed with the foam. It's got to be. So it's like it's like a creamy, caramelly, foamy like fantastic moment. That's how I'm doing. Come along and ride on the fantastic no, nope. it's a Coolio song from the '90s. Uh, I'm very old. Um, I was I was born in the '90s. Yeah, I'm sure I was you were. Born then, um, Thomas. My color today is like a a bright orange. Cool. I think. Cool, cool. Um, and I say orange because it's all of a sudden become autumnal outside. Uh, as soon I don't know when we're releasing this episode, but as soon as the um, equinox hit, which was a few days ago, the weather um, was very Gemini and switched. Uh, switched immediately into fall weather yes. overnight, almost um, edging towards winter. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, f- I'm, I myself, I'm not happy. I, I know I may seem like an autumn bottom, but uh-huh. I'm not. I'm uh-huh. a summer boy. I love my summer. And you're just gripping on with your like. I'm holding on for fingers. dear life. Like walking over here, just joking. I didn't walk subwaying over here. I was like furious because I, I, you know, I have layers on. I'm sweating. I'm cold. I'm. Everything that I hate about fall, because I do not like fall, except for listening to Taylor Swift, and I, I'm, t- I'm, 
I'm resisting it. So I'm orange, which is an autumnal color, but I'm bright because I'm holding on to the dregs of summer. I understand. It's you're embodying the tension that you're feeling towards yeah. everywhere right now. Yes. And I think, may I? Please. I think um, it's, uh, I think the reason why I'm so emotionally affected by it today mm. is because I'm using air quotes for people who are watching this. Um, people, everyone has decided the pandemic is over, myself right. included. <laughs> sure. Um, and things are getting back to normal, including us recording this podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a par- whole part of my body that's resisting it um, because I found like clarity and softness in the last couple of years. Mm. And, you know, now I already I'm being pulled in all these different directions, like yeah. job wise and socially. And a part of me is like sort of angry about that because I'm immediately losing that softness. If that, that makes I any sense. I feel totally the same. And like, you're watching everyone, or at least I'm watching everyone try and adjust to nature healing and like Mm. the new reality or whatever. And it's like, everyone's too afraid to admit, or maybe no one else is as like burnt out as I am already, but it's like, no one wants to say it because we're not going to like acknowledge the pandemic. Yeah. Everyone's like just so, I guess, collectively relieved that things are again, normal again. Sure. Yeah. And I'm also mad about that because I feel like we had a real opportunity to change yeah or to implement any sort of disability justice sure like yeah, imagine exactly. if, you're immuno, if you're immunocompromised yeah. hey get what guess what like you're you're fucked you're, i guess yeah not that's not like that's yeah. just what the government is saying i think exactly how did we get that dark from your color that was me no i, I took was, us there okay that was um that was white people complaining corner <laughs> <laughs> let's go let's go let's listen yeah first of Look. all why are you wearing so many layers in the fall? I think in order to appreciate it, you have to dress a little bit less appropriately in terms of oh. just one layer. That's what I do. Cold, I'd always rather be cold than hot. Yeah, me too. Because you can just walk faster, you can whatever. So underdress. I'm going to get naked. Get naked. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Run through the streets naked. Yeah. Yeah. What if we... Thank you for that advice. What if we just fully descend into like madness this season? Um... I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. That's so <laughs> ominous, Tom. <laughs> well, I, it should be said before. So this episode is sort of going to be about our own um, personal histories mm-hmm. um, with our queerness. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be stated that we have already recorded an episode that was uh, has made it to the cutting room floor. Yes. Because of technical issues. Yes. I don't want to name any names. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, say, I didn't. Starts with J, ends in assy. Someone had to say it. We had. Yeah. We Jesse, gotta bring things to light. Jesse's not even here right now. We gotta be honest. No, he's yeah. so bad at his job. Yeah. He's never gotten he's better. He's the patriarchy. Truly the he patriarchy. He wants to silence queer voices, and he did that. Well, he and did he did. Such things. We recorded, it was like an hour long episode. We popped yeah. champagne, we like yeah. celebrated, uh, and half of it was recorded, but like yeah. in chops. So um, this is a redux. This is a redux. I'm glad we're honest about the redux. Yeah. I think we're going to maybe lean in a slightly different direction. Yeah, we got to lean in a different direction. Instead of drinking champagne, we're drinking uh, Smirnoff Ice Light, which was left over in my fridge. If you want to sponsor us, Smirnoff Ice Light. It's pretty pink and pretty gay. Just like your butthole. Just like my butthole. Oh, that's so nice. You're already complimenting me. Stop. I'm getting flustered. I did it just for the transition. So before we go in, I just want to get some sort of like... um, Hmm. Ground rules. Like gr- ground, like some uh, work out of the way. Oh, yes. Let's do the work. Um, and so some of our work includes 
um, uh, something sad and something happy. Okay. So what do you want? To, what do you want me to sort of? Let's start with the sad thing, then we'll we'll ease into fun. Okay. So unfortunately, over the break, our dear mascot Pamela perished. Yes, that's really the only word to put it. Yeah. Uh, sh- she shattered into. She shattered many different ceramic pieces. Yeah. Uh, it's been hard. Her absence has been felt. It certainly has been felt. Um, I, I still I still feel her presence here. Me too. And it's it's an evil. It's malevolent. I yeah. think she's haunting. No, no. It's, in no way is the it's presence good. Yeah. yeah. She said, like, you know, you made me stick around in life, and so yeah. in death you cannot get rid of me. Yeah. And um, she blames us for, for her, death. her death. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I dropped her. You dropped her. Yeah. I didn't want to out you to the I listeners. I didn't mean but. to drop her. I was moving, and our whole apartment was fucked up, and I picked her up, and she was already cracking, and her body kind of detached from her head. It's <laughs> so graphic. Now we don't need the details. Our we don't dear, need Jesse beat to our that dear out. Pamela. Jesse's not here. It, it can't go. be bleeped out. It's staying in. A ghost is gonna like turn the breakers off or something. <laughs> um we need to eulogize Pamela because she did a lot for us in her short time she here did. with us. Well, I mean it hasn't been that short. You know, we've been doing this for five years now. That is hard to believe. Yeah. Like actually quite hard to believe. Um She was uh she came into our lives. By chance, mm-hmm. um, at our very first ever live show, um, we stole her. We did steal her, in uh, fact, yes. Uh, sorry, that implies uh, non-consent. She came with us yeah. that night. There was a check-in. There was a, che- there was a check-in. We checked in yeah. with her owner. Um, and she's she's just been around ever since, filling us with joy and fear. Yeah, and, reverence. And support. And, and really kept us on our toes, I think. Certainly, uh, by by her outfits for sure alone her fashion alone her fashion alone we owe our success to beyond her years really truly um, she's the only reason we had any followers uh, I, certainly yeah. which is why I'm a bit scared that she's dead now right aside from mourning her I am not heartless she is not with us yeah but what's gonna happen to us Tom I don't know what's gonna happen to I'm us I'm a little scared I do have I, there is something that can happen to us what? so um, as you know Pamela gave birth to a non-binary kitty, Pepper, who is our, our, our new mascot who is facing away from you uh, Can at, you at this pick moment. up Pepper for a second and just maybe yeah. show uh, show everyone a little bit of about Pepper? Wow. Look at that. Oh, did I misgender Pepper? Hold it. No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, I think I said did, Oh, you I did. Hold, hold Pepper a little bit more in front of your face a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, here's Pepper for anyone watching this. Um... Yeah, you can just tell what they're like right away, right? The energy that we're getting from yeah. Pepper is okay, something. I'm gonna, oh my god, I'm I'm gonna. Oh. You're gonna shatter Pepper. Listen, porcelain is pretty fragile. <laughs> the point is, someone else came into our life when God closes when a door. When God um, taketh away, also God also granteth. giveth. <laughs> <laughs> and God giveth a non-binary porcelain cat. Yeah, yeah, truly, God provideth. For yeah. us. No, but we have another one. It's true. So, so uh, Pepper is uh, Pamela's biological child, mm-hmm. um, but through the gift of adoption, immaculate, immaculate, immaculate conception. Yeah. Right. Obviously, there, yeah, was, yeah, there yeah. was no uh, Mister Pamela no. or Mixed Pamela. There was no. There was no any other Pamela. No. There couldn't be another Pamela. Immaculate conception. Yes. And then through the gift of adoption, uh, we now have a second child. Child with us. 
child is. I think we changed that story, but I like I like this too. I like this too. <laughs> what was the first story? I think she was an an aunt. Oh, but this I, is, is this Pamela's sibling? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what we went with last time. I don't know. I think we maybe adopted. But we lost that episode. So who knows? <laughs> the history's lost. Yeah, history's That's lost. What happened. History. Uh, it's been deleted. The losers tell queer history. Um, oh, good. You're showing. Okay, so this is our new cat. Well, yep. Let's say. Let's say sibling. Let's say Pepper's sibling. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. seems right. Totally. Um, and this is Mrs. Salt. Mrs. Salt. Yeah. There are some great. What are those called? Sibilants. Sibilant S's. There's some great sibilant S's. Mrs. Mrs. Salt. Salt. And it's also funny because, I mean, a a lot of the time we have a a couple drinks when we're recording this podcast, Mm. and it'll be really, really difficult to say Mrs. Salt. Mrs. Salt. Oh, certainly. Pepper. Pepper, on the other hand, rolls off the tongue. Pepper. Pepper. Peps. Oh, Black Peppa. Black Peppa. Oh, so good. We'll get into it. Team team Black Peppa. Team Black (laughs) What are Mrs. Salt's pronouns, importantly? I thought she was she, her, but what, I mean, you're, she's, she's sitting on your lap now, so. Uh, sorry, she, her, it is she, Okay, her. all right. She'll respond to anything as long as it's respectful, but she, her, are her pronouns. Great. Uh, Tom, describe a little bit about her. Describe, actually, sorry, Pepper, I'm so sorry. First, can you describe Pepper? Well, uh, they know Pepper. They do know Pepper. They but know what Pepper. if someone just tuned in? All right. Pepper is um, purposefully aloof. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like downright dumb. Okay, and I like it because when we see non-binary people mm. in media and in real life, um, they're always um smart and they right. always have their shit together. Right. And because it's like it's like hey, we have this character, and so to make them anything but fantastic would seem like transphobic. Exactly. And this is um a normal diverting person. that. Yeah, totally. Um, this is this is true representation. Yeah. Pepper is a dumb. Fuck. Totally. Oh, I can't say dumb, right? Dumb is an ableist slur okay. based on the word for people who can't, can't speak. Okay. Um, but we'll leave in that you said thank that. You, thank you for we'll educating me. We'll leave in the learning Thank moment. you for educating me. Um, Pepper's back Pepper's is Pepper's a facing, cuckoo yeah. nut job. <laughs> that seems worse. <laughs> Don't know why. Seems worse. Let's keep it, though. I agree. I, Pepper is... Pepper is misguided. Pepper is aimless. Pepper is... You know, Mis- mischievous, mischievous. Pepper's like intentionally yeah. aloof. Like yeah. you're not going to get much out of Peps. Puck energy. What? Puck from um. Oh, I'm just Shakespearing around here. Puck from Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah, yes, yeah. my mind immediately went to the guy that was a pedophile from Glee. So that shows oh, you a little bit about. He died, right? He died in prison. I think. I think he killed himself in prison. Oh. Yeah, the Glee curse. Let's not bring the Glee curse up in here. Oh, the Glee curse. The Glurse. I mean, good thing we haven't had any of those uh, those cast members on our podcast yet. Yes. <laughs> It'll happen. Okay, Looking at was, you, Chick Um That was a fantastic. Chick LaFay? Chick LaFay? I don't know who that is. I thought you said Chick-fil-A. No, Chick LaFay is Kevin McHale's drag name on Secret Celebrity RuPaul's Superstar. Is Kevin McHale the one who played the disabled character? That's right. He's pretty hot. Yeah, he's, he's pretty hot. Yeah, I've seen him and his boyfriend on Twitter, I think. Right, and now you can watch him on RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Extravaganza. With all due respect, I would rather... It's for straight people. Pamela all over again. It's, oh, that's... <laughs> that's cut, so that cut that out, Jesse. No, we're not cutting that. Jesse's not here. Nothing's being cut. <laughs> 
we're doing this episode raw. This is we're raw dogging right now. I'm on prep. We're raw raw catting. Sure. Speaking of kitties, yeah, I want to talk about yours online. Uh, my pussy or my pussy? Oh, you're gonna describe. I'm sorry, you're yes. gonna describe Mrs. Salt. Yes, my we have bad. to describe Mrs. Salt first. Uh, it's hard not to compare Mrs. Salt to Pepper for obvious reasons. Right. Um, Try Pepper, not to describe her as statuesque. Oh, you I, can't. I, I'm gonna lose yeah. in two seconds. Uh, Pe- Pepper takes the light and softens it, whereas Mrs. Salt, with her iridescent, like rainbow-esque coating, amplifies the light. She's the activist of the two. Yes. She's politically tuned in. <laughs> she's <laughs> she she listens to the daily. She listens to the yeah. daily. She. Will correct you. She's here to make sure that you learn. Yeah, um, I see. She's staring at me right now, and she, she knows. She did not like that I said the word dumb, no, and I hear you. No, and she's oh, she's now hitting the microphone. She's a little bit well. She's mad, unruly. Yeah. Um, I've never heard her apologize for anything in my life, and I don't think she will. She doesn't have to. No. So, I mean, I think that's a little bit about her. Yeah. Enough of her. It's she's a little angel fun. devil vibes going on, and I like that absolutely. As a as a um Shakespeare Gemini faggot, I'm. I, I feel both their energies. Strongly. We have like a character foil going on yeah. up in here. A, a heel and a head. Wait, a heel and a... In wrestling, what's it called? A, he, a heel I'm and a I always head. come 30 seconds into the video and then I don't <laughs> watch anything else. So I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, speaking of coming. Okay, let's get to it. You want to <laughs> talk about news, my porn? The happy news. Yeah. So Elliot has started <laughs> and... Did you burp? Belched. Or did you queef? Um... <laughs> Elliot has started. Well, why don't you tell us? So I have started um, selling sexy videos online Mm -hmm. and pictures and collaborating with other content creators. And um, my whole shtick is like, help me get out of student debt, which is like not a shtick. Like literally I'm in student debt. Yeah. I would like to be out of it. That's right. I have a butthole. I have a penis. People, people like looking at stuff. You do have those things. So, I don't know. Just put two and two together and... Great. So how's the experience been so far? Uh, it's been a learning experience okay. for sure. Okay, go on. Do, so two things I will say. People can tell you so much before you start doing stuff like this that you need to make a lot of content in advance. And I thought I was fine. But like Twitter's hungry. Twitter's hungry mouth that eats okay. everything all the time. You have to have so much. You have to post constantly. Okay. So it's a little bit draining. Okay. Draining physically? Physically. Like my literally draining your fluids. Literally yeah. drained. Um, but that being said, if you can kind of stay on top of that, it's good. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. The second part of it is I learned that I'm just like super duper average, which is it's fantastic and it's humbling. And it's like I'm trying to like overcome the fact that I don't have like the most enormous monster cock or like the tiniest cock or like. What do you mean average? Well, I mean. People on Twitter usually find their, like, thing. Like, okay. so there's a friend of mine who has, like, an enormous dick and okay. doesn't, like, post face. It's just, like, a massive cock. And, All like, right. that's enough. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, that draws people in. That's the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, other people that have, like, the most beautiful, like, little buttholes that are, like, perfect with no hemorrhoids or anything. Uh-huh. And, like, that's fantastic for <laughs> Those them. exist? Couldn't be me, babes. <laughs> like, not sure what that's like. Um, so... I'm 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 neither of those of those things. So it's it's I'm I'm really leaning into the like. I'm a person. I have yeah. a personality. Like I'm gonna suck a dick and like look at the camera. Like yeah. look at my face. I guess. Listen, I'm an ideas guy. Okay. <laughs> 
you're my writer's room. I really think that you should consider, um, like, reading queer theory as you get fucked. This is what my partner has been saying. This is, like, a real niche, I think, that could happen. Um, Because then it's, like, porn and learning, which is... I like that. Incredibly niche. I actually really like that. But here's the thing is people need to want to pay for it. Mama's got mama's to gotta make some money. Well, okay, so what, what, how is that any different than... No, it's not. It's just product? like... Excuse me. It's just that seems more draining to make and to not have anyone embrace it. Okay. But I feel like... But no, like, why not? Why don't I just try? Why don't I try making that content and see if anyone wants to watch? I'll, I'll be tuning in. Fantastic. Can you help me film it? Can you help me write <laughs> the script for it? Oh my god. I thought you'd I thought you'd never ask. It would actually be really fun to lean hard into like Actually, I'm gonna write something and you're not allowed to read it until you're recording and getting fucked. Okay, p- yeah. That's please. what's happening. That's here. fantastic. Great. Um, why don't you plug yourself? Sure. So if you want to uh check out my eighteen plus adults only mm. uh mm-hmm. don't Link it to my other life if you know me in other ways. Okay. Uh, if you want to look at the Oh, Twitter, sorry. Is this not appropriate? I think it's fine. Uh, okay, I mean, okay. whatever. I think it's fine. I just don't want to get, like, fired or anything. Yeah. Um, but, like, I can't. Whatever. My Twitter handle is at... And then that's the same for OnlyFans. Uh, right now, my price is only $5 a month. You can subscribe. You can see my pictures, my videos. Um, I post clips of the best on Twitter to get... Great. new follower so yeah check it out check it out if you want to collaborate shut the fuck are you my <laughs> pimp now tom is that what you're doing you'd be a pretty good pimp actually you'd have like a spreadsheet of course like, i'd be a good coded. of course i'd be a good pimp and yes i am being your pimp currently i love that i uh i support I, you always that's so sweet i don't ugh, ew <laughs> i don't like that i recorded last night uh a video where so we did like like content creator like a like a tit for tat kind of thing so the guy who came over tits uh, and tattoos tits and tattoos the guy who came over licked my husband's feet and filmed it for a bit for his page and then uh we're gonna bookmark husband as you continue but yeah Yeah. that's how i announced i'm married um and then my husband filmed um me sucking this guy's dick um for my page so it was like it was great it was fun we had fun we high-fived after it was very like we're just here on the job getting some work done. It was really fun. That's so interesting. I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. Um, so it, does it feel like... I, I these, these are probably some really um, level one questions, but... Okay. Where does the line between like it's this is a this is for a job this is a transaction and this is fun this is pleasure it's I think so I mean what this person was saying to me yesterday was like it's fun only for him like he does this like he's actually quite successful but he's like he's not in it for the money he's in it because it's fun and if it were to stop being fun then there's no point yeah and I mean as much as I am in it to pay off student debt I am having a lot of fun and my confidence is going up Great. and I'm like meeting new people and. I don't know, coming's good for you. And, like, being horny is, like, fun. And, like, yeah. to, like, be turned on perpetually has been nice. Yeah. You know? Uh, no. How's your <laughs> how's your sex drive been lately, Tom? <laughs> you know, I'm trying all these different medications I'm on and off all the time. And, obviously, it directly affects your sex drive. Certainly. Um, I mean, that is a thing, like... Like, Zoloft has definitely changed how hard my erections get. Mm-hmm. And, like how quickly I can come and like all that kind of stuff. So mm. for me, like that's why I like videos where 
like it doesn't matter if I finish so much. Like I'm just I see. like a throat kind of throat coat. Although yesterday I did finish and I was very proud of myself. Good so for you. Thank you so much. Pepper, don't Good uh, don't you. look at me like that. No, they're looking at you exactly like that. Pepper's pretty <laughs> upset with me. <laughs> okay, that's cute. I yeah. love this. Um, yeah. I'm excited to hear more about this journey as we continue on. Thanks. I hope it's a pleasant journey. Yeah. Um, I haven't subscribed yet, but I have gone and looked at it. Thank you. Which is not That's helpful not helpful. No. No. I don't feel supported <laughs> right now. I don't know if we can continue the show until you... I'm supportive in words. Yeah, yeah. And not in uh, finances. You're, you're my scriptwriter. Yeah. You'll, you'll be on payroll instead, <laughs> yeah, so don't even I'm worry. I'm taking 20%. Don't even worry about it. Um, yeah, that's fun. Cool. Um, and the other thing that I, you know, wanted to ask you about was yes. getting married. I got married. Yeah. I got married. I did it, folks. Um, folks, it happened? Folks, I'm married. Uh, it's, it's the same, it's super anticlimactic, nothing changed, but it was a beautiful time to bring friends and family together. It was stunning. Um, and Tom, thank you so much for your help during it. it. so lucky to be included. That's so sweet. It was so lovely. Stop being truly. so nice. I don't like this energy. <laughs> I'll stop being nice yeah. to you soon. You better stop being nice. No, the wedding was fantastic. Though. Yeah, it like, was. It got was. married in Sudbury. Um, that was the only thing that wasn't fantastic about it. Was <laughs> sure. Sure. Listen, sure. 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 Yeah, sure. Shh. Uh, yeah, all my friends who'd never been in Sudbury before got there and they were like, oh, like you weren't kidding. Yeah. And I was like, no, I wasn't kidding. I thought I would, might've been hate crimed at any point. And I'm like, perhaps straight passing. Perhaps. Like walking down the street. I feel like my view of gender and sexuality is so skewed. I don't even know what straight people are anymore. Yeah. Like maybe you're <laughs> oh, straight you're so passing. Lucky. Like maybe not. That's great. I don't know. Um, uh, I just got super sidetracked thinking about that teacher in Oakville with the enormous breasts. Oh my god! <laughs> what is going on there? This is terrible. You know what? We didn't plan to talk about this, no. but we got to talk about this. We this have is to. terrible. I know. This is terrible. I know. What are you doing? Please stop. I know. So okay. So for for anyone who doesn't know, there is a teacher at I think it's Trafalgar. 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 I love okay. Trafalgar. You just queered the name of that, and I Shut like it. Trafalgar. Uh, that's one of those words that I've only ever read and never said out loud, so yeah. I just took a risk there. It's Trafalgar. Yeah, yeah. But it should be Trafalgar. Tra- <laughs> you know, that planet from Star Wars. <laughs> Trafalgar. Can you fucking shut this off I right now? I think I sound like Dracula, too. Trafalgar. I want to suck your... Your, tr- your truffle... Gar. Tom, I'm so um, tired. Go on, go um, on. Okay, so Trafalgar High School, I believe it's in Oakville. Uh, it has recently come out that um, there is a teacher who teaches shop class, I think, or it's being called like mechanical sciences or something. Yeah. Whatever. It's I think it's shop class. Uh, that was a scary noise. I think it's Pamela. It's Pamela's yeah. ghost. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, shop teacher. She is a transgender woman. And um, I think it's a recent development that she has started coming to school wearing the most enormous prosthetic breasts I have ever seen. A la Jimbo. A la Jimbo, the drag clown, mm. which is saying a lot because we've seen a lot of prosthetic breasts as yeah. like drag watchers. Yeah. Um, the largest prosthetic breasts. Uh, With protruding nipples. The nipples are humong. Yeah. And the shirts that she's wearing are sheer. Like they're sheer tops. And there's videos of her 
cutting a saw, like a circular saw with I her massive I hate tits. It. And the students just have no, they're just filming and like Snapchatting. I and hate it. I hate it. It's so, it's so, I feel like this is, you know what? Is the, do we know this person is trans? Because I was going to say, this seems like a right wing plan. So this is what a lot of people are saying online is like, if someone were to troll the trans community, how they would do it is to make a spectacle so seemingly absurd that it would uh, give alt-right and like transphobic people more ammo to say yes. look at what people are doing which this has done this made it to fox news yes. Tucker Carlson talked about this people aren't happy but oh so the thing so almost like that almost doesn't even matter to me like if that's the case it, it matters but my thing is like if other women were allowed to do this and i don't mean other women as in like cis women just like any other woman if yeah. any other woman was allowed to go and teach school with her nipples protruding that much then, then this would be fine. Like, it's just a matter of equality. Like, but, but this teacher is doing something that wouldn't be appropriate for anybody else. And I mean, there's no way she doesn't know it's entirely yeah. provocative. Certainly, and like, yeah. also, like, it's a, it's a danger hazard. Like, she's, she's <laughs> operating a circular saw, and her undulating I mean, nipply tits are just like I flapping, mean, like a danger hazard for those balloons she's got strapped on her back. But. It's, it's, and I mean, let's talk about the back problems she. Might know. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, Tom, I don't know. I. It's bad. I, I, it's, it's, it's bad. I, I thought it thought was, it was a, joke a joke at me, first. Me and too. Then as soon as I saw it, I thought it was a joke. I almost like haven't read more into it because I'm too scared of, of what it is. And I don't know how to feel because like the school is protecting her right Ugh. to her gender expression. Which, I know. Like that's beautiful. And I that's know. something that like you want. Like that's, that's what we want. We want these institutions that historically fire anyone for the slightest sort of queer or trans behavior mm-hmm. to stand up for people. And yet... There's something where, like, I haven't actually seen the school address, like, the matter of equality. Like, because students are getting sent home for, like, skirts that are too short or, like, anything. And then here's this teacher who's allowed to have, like, Titanic-sized breasts. I just hate it. It's just such ammo for bigots. What if she was a cis woman and those were her birth breasts? How would you feel? No, she wouldn't be wearing tops like that. Because she wouldn't be allowed to, right? Yeah. And she wouldn't want, like, I don't know, it, that, you it's mean, attracting weird. the gaze proportions that would be different, and, like, I, it's, like... That is another thing, just, like, it's the pure... comical, like, nobody looks like that. Right. You don't have that size breast with that size body. But it's, like, but here's, but here's another thing, like, not to go, like, queer theory, but, like, but shouldn't, like, but what if... I don't know, what if that mm-hmm. is somebody's truth? Like, it's so, I know it's so weird and hard to, like... There, but there is, like, this is something that I struggle with a lot as a teacher, is, mm-hmm. like... There has to be some kind of line. Um, no, no. As soon as I'm saying that, I I realize I don't mean it, but because you sound conservative, yeah. But uh, <laughs> are exactly. you going to slip into alt right conservatism oh, no. on me, Tom? <laughs> no. This is the season where we finally start disagreeing on everything. Um, uh, there's still a level of. Uh, it's so funny. Everything out of my mouth, as soon as I'm hearing it, it I'm like, oh, I don't I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But if there were to be a discussion, like, it's all about education, right? Yes. This is a school. So if there were to be a discussion about all of these theories yeah. and, you know, trans rights and yeah. her, you know, her identity, um, that would be one thing. But that's not being done or actually i don't know if it's being done but it's the public the publicity that we're seeing is not that yeah it's just photos and the videos the students are taking and 
I, I don't you. like it. It makes me ma- it makes me mad because I feel like it's taking us perhaps backwards. I have seen comments uh, from ostensibly from trans people on uh, Reddit who say like this is going to make it harder for us, like trans women being yeah. like this this you know is bringing a level of ridicule ridicule to trans femininity, and then also it's like you wouldn't be allowed to go and teach high school with like. A, a, like a underwear that like had like a yeah. ball compartment with like your massive nuts sagging down. Yeah. Like you just wouldn't be allowed. Like a cod piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but it's your, yeah, right? And then imagine you were operating a circular saw with your balls just yeah. jumbling in front of it. No, thank you. Um, it sounds like yeah. I just really want to picture your testicles. Yeah. <laughs> you're dripping. Massive. About to be cut up by a electrical saw. Ooh, now I'm hard. Um, yeah. Yeah, sorry, that was all. Sorry, we, we started got off, talking about my wedding. We got off track. I started talking <laughs> about that teacher. Anyway, press. she came to your wedding and... <laughs> she was the MC. <laughs> <laughs> no, the MC was Tom. Um, thankfully, I wouldn't... I, mean, I should have wore those prosthetic breasts. But she would, but like, in a not-school setting, I'd be like, what an icon. Like, what a cop sure. destroyer. What exactly. an icon. Like, if she had maybe any other job in the world. Literally, yeah. Yeah. Flight attendant, fantastic. Yeah. Love that. Just hit me in the face with that. Literally them. just like, like serve me peanuts on those breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Those nipples have to be custom ordered, I think. Like those are like areolas. They could cut my key my car. Literally. Not literally. They're probably yeah. quite soft. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. <laughs> okay, stop it. We're talking about your wedding. So you had my a beautiful wedding. wedding. Beautiful. Um got married in Sudbury. Uh we had a dance party. It was it was like low key, um, small. COVID really kind of fucked up the way that like you know the wedding was supposed to happen. Yeah, we did get engaged two years prior and then waited two years, and then our wedding was still a COVID super spreader event. Yeah, <laughs> not fantastic, not proud, but it happened. And I think I, I meant to apologize for that. for that. Shut up. Yeah, right. I forgot to even tell you it was a super spreader event. <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell me that. I hate you. And they went right to a huge family function. Oh, um, that's dangerous. I'm no, sorry. I did not get COVID. And no, I didn't give anyone COVID at your wedding. Okay, I good. Hope the listeners know that I was joking about that. Maybe. <laughs> shh. You shh. shh. You look like a super spreader. Pat, what the fuck? What someone, the fuck does that mean? Someone Do you know how it. I've been pouring out support for you all, all season, all season five? And you you say that I look like a super spreader? Yeah, you look like you'd commit biological warfare. Wow. Someone had to say it. I mean, I saw your Twitter. I know you're a super spreader. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything for the pun. And then you went on a honeymoon. Then I went on a honeymoon. And um, Tom, I'm scared to tell you about it. I have to be honest. Lay it on me. You, I, you, I've been supportive nonstop. So. Okay, but everyone I've told this to has immediately questioned my judgment skills my decision making skills i've already done both those things okay uh and people have looked at me like i'm just downright uh unintelligent so here we go are you ready i mean i've already thought all those things about you so so i, I don't think you can, i don't think you can shock me go That's ahead fantastic. can i i need to hold mrs salt for emotional sport okay oh, that's okay well ask her it's okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she said it's okay. She needs a hug, actually. Um, okay, so on our honeymoon, we went to New Mexico, which is a democratic state, although... Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. It is. Um, although, like, it's in, like, the Midwest or yeah. Southwest, sorry. Midwest. Midwest. Not the Midwest. <laughs> I don't know geography. It goes North Dakota, New Mexico, then South Dakota. <laughs> Shut up. It's in the Southwest, and... Uh, 
there there's there's people are seem to be going through some tough times there like you know there's there was a lot of queer people that we met that had some pretty traumatic and you know what am i trying to say it was i don't want to use the word frightening because that sounds unfair but like i didn't maybe feel the safest the whole time that we were in new mexico every single street sign had bullet holes in them literally every single street sign like uh bullet holes yeah perforated with holes like like fucking speed limit signs and like highway signs like everything it's like people just why is that because people love guns that much they want to show off their gun that's the th- only way they can I fire a gun so can you imagine just driving down the highway and just pointing a gun out your window and free firing americans like, tell, what's going talk on to us about guns, See, i just please. don't understand can someone explain it to us but then okay so so the gun will guns will come back into the story so it, you know okay oh, oh fuck in a fine-ish way well, I uh, don't, that doesn't exist go on so we we touched down in albuquerque in our first night and we're super excited and my husband had been like working himself to the bone and just so is that a euphemism it's a little bit of both and we he just was like ready to go off kind of so we touched down and we had booked with Mr. B&B and so our hosts were older gay men and like in their 30s no uh like one was 58 and one was 62 um and you know we like a daddy you know know. we never say no to a daddy uh so we never say no to a daddy a memoir literally it's also gonna be on my tombstone Mm -hmm. I hope um touchdown meet these two men they give us a tour of the property. It's It was listed as like a clothing optional kind of oasis thing. Um, but when we get there, we were expecting like, I don't know, some sort of remoteness. Like something that would like signal it was safe to be naked and gay. But literally the house across the street had an enormous um, American flag that was blue and black that said, let's go Brandon. Oh, that's like full Blue Lives Matter. Full Blue Lives Matter. Full like alt-right, like whatever. So... As they're giving us the tour, they're like... I think I would drive out of there immediately. I don't think I could stay there. I'm trying to put myself back in the, like, oh, we just got married and, like, my husband's off work, like, sentiment. Because, like, I don't know why we ignored so many red flags, but we did. Blue flags. Blue flags. <laughs> so many blue flags. <laughs> um, so, as they're giving us the tour, they're like, yeah, it's clothing optional, but if you're anywhere where you'll be in the line of sight for the neighbors, like, you have to put your underwear back on. So, there were, like, designated, like, spots where the fence... They have it, like, spike tape on the ground, or... I don't know. Just a sniper okay. pointed at the house across oh. the street. Like, <laughs> no, no, fucking no. Um, oh. But so we were like, okay, fine, whatever. I was excited to be naked. It's vacation. Yeah. Um, they were super sweet. And like, we really liked the vibes. I was getting some sexy energy. So I said to them like, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? Like, this is our first night. We have no plans. We'd love to hear the lay of the land from you guys. And, you know, like, tell us the good spots, etc. So... I'm picturing like this in the middle of the desert. Like, is that it's, me? It's in no. So it's so it's in Albuquerque, which is um, like a semi-populous town. Not really. It's pretty sparse. But these people lived like off a dirt road, off of a dirt road, kind of thing. Okay. Um, their house was cute. It like the area was like slum-like. Okay. Um, lots of like shattered windows and like dogs on chains and like that kind of stuff. Why are you going? Okay. Okay. Well, would you expect anything? I just, I need to talk to you after we're done. That's what everyone keeps saying this. Um, (laughs) Fuck my life. So it just gets, it gets, it gets so much worse. So, uh, we can immediately read the vibe between them. The 62 year old is like the daddy and the 58 year old is like the boy kind of thing. Also like a pup master kind of vibe. Um, so, okay. 
the younger one is like like housewifing and is like really excited to cook dinner and is just like raving about this family recipe that he's gonna make um and so we're like okay we'll have some drinks and we'll get ready for dinner we're like chatting sexy with the 62 year old and then dinner is served and it is and i'm not being rude no i think i'm about to fully be rude you can i don't think i can do this this is a safe space for you (laughs) it's the public um (laughs) dinner was frozen tater tots not pre-thawed but just poured into a casserole dish with a can of Campbell's cream and mushroom soup poured over top with a little bit of cheese sprinkled on it and then baked. Soup wasn't fully hot. The potatoes weren't even like fully cooked all the way through and like the cheese wasn't even like a lot. But like this was like That's Elliot was so scary. This is and, I mean, fucking it was really foul. nice. It was really nice because this they, is foul. They kept the the fried meat off because we're vegetarians, but normally there'd be ground hamburger like thrown in there. I'm getting sick because I'm <laughs> talking about oh this. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we're having drinks, and then dinner comes out. <laughs> Literally feels ew, sick. Ew, dinner ew, served. Ew. Dinner served. And, like, I mean, he's been raving about this. Like, family recipe, I was not expecting that's that. That's so nasty. And also, like, if he wants to have his way with you, that's going to go right through you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm nodding so eagerly it seems like I shit on his dick. I didn't shit on his dick. Um but definitely could have, though. Uh, oh, no. Like, it wasn't even hot. Oh, everything is so gross. It was so Your sick. entire existence disgusts me. Also, our dicks are out, and, like... You're eating naked? You're eating, eating that naked? I was eating, like, Oh, that cream. is fucking disgusting. I was eating cream of mushrooms. Gonna, oh. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. I think I'm the most grossed out I've ever been. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Tom, oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. I was like, I don't know. It's not the Smirnoff Ice Light, so don't unsponsor us with. Oh. oh my god, I think I actually might. Th- okay, go on, okay. go on. I might plug my ears. So, Just tell the listeners. So, like, I, and it's also like we were like sexy touching and then dinner served, so I'm like leaking pre cum. Onto oh, this no, bench. no, shut up, shut up, shut up. As I'm shut eating, up, don't like, talk, don't talk. I hate you. As I I'm hate eating, you. like Campbell's. Oh, oh Mrs. Salt wants <laughs> down. <laughs> oh my god, I'm picturing your pre cum as like Campbell's mushroom no. soup. No, don't tell me no. no, don't tell me no. It was cream of mushroom, too. It was so sick. So, <laughs> just listen, just listen, just listen. We'll get through this together, Tom. Don't. We'll get through this together. Was, don't do that. I'm not doing that. Back. We'll get through this together. If I was there with you, I would drag you by the hair out and I, we'd be flying to San Francisco. I think I needed somebody to do that for me. Um, and so my husband and I, we suddenly devised this plan where like, we're actually not feeling super well. Like we're not really hungry. So we each have literally like one tater tot. Like, mm, this is so rich. Like, couldn't possibly eat more. So we also didn't eat dinner, which I think maybe explains some of the later behavior. Oh, because you are sure, like, guzzling alcohol. We were guzzling alcohol, yes. And so as we're drinking, too, uh, the older guy says to the younger guy, like, you know, maybe you should slow down. Like, we know how you get when you drink. And the way he said it, I was like, I don't know. I think it was just, I thought it was like a bit or something. I don't know why I would have thought that. It didn't seem super serious. Mm. Just one of those things people say, like, you know, maybe he'd go to bed early or something. Um, but as the night progresses, this guy's behavior gets increasingly erratic and strange. Um, 
the younger one, the, the, the tater tot master. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> and so uh, after dinner, we're done. So don't, yummy. Don't so even. Yummy. We're all naked. And uh, it's also a hobby farm, like a rescue farm for animals. So the okay, ducklings, like you know, it was really cute. The ducklings had to go to bed. Um, and Wait, are you talking about yourself? My tiny little flaccid penis. No, I was talking about the baby ducks. Um, they were literal small ducks and they had to sleep. And so they have to sleep under a heat lamp. So I went out with the younger one. We collected all the little ducklings and put them to bed. You, were you naked doing this? No. Why are you handling ducklings naked? This is serial killer behavior. Oh, just wait. Just wait. Uh, so we put the ducklings to bed, but like now I have duck shit all over me. And uh, oh. we, we were staying in a... Yeah, I know. We, what the fuck? <laughs> This is foul. Listeners, I don't know. They've. Tu- I think everyone's turned this off. Okay, go on. I think so. We haven't even introduced ourselves yet either. We're still getting to that segment. Um, <laughs> this is so deranged. Ducks are asleep, but I have shit all over me. And uh, so we were staying in a guest house, and their main house was, like, farther, and our guest house was closer. So I said to the younger one, like, let's, like, freshen up. Like, why don't you just jump in the shower with me? Obviously, like, sexy. We're showering together, and he can't stop staring at my dick and he's like obsessed with the fact that I'm uncut and he's obsessed with my foreskin. So he asks if he can just explore it in the shower. So he's like doing like, like scientific things to my penis. Like it's kind of strange. Um, I'm deeply upset. Deeply. Tom drink up. It gets way worse than this. Like way worse. Um, This is, this is foul. I just want like any listeners who like are disgusted. Will you write in? Just tell me. (laughs) Validate me. Validate my experience. Listen, walk out of the room for about 10 minutes. It'll be safe to come in after, I swear to you all. I have to to release this truth of mine. Please. So we're showering. He's exploring my foreskin and such. And then we turn the shower off and we're going to go back out. And he's like, wait, like, wait, why don't we not join them right away? And like, that's kind of weird. Like, because obviously they were like sexually open. That's the vibe they gave off. But now I'm like, did we just do something not appropriate for you in the relationship. Like, I don't really get it. So I just walk out still kind of hard. He ends up following me. We sit down. It was obviously okay. Like, I don't even know what that was. I think maybe he just wanted me alone still. Um, yeah. Now that I'm saying it back. Uh, but so then we join it. The evening progresses. Uh, we go into our cabin after for like a more intimate kind of time. And it's getting kind of chilly out. And I got my nails done for my wedding. So they were like enormous acrylic nails like sharp as fuck yeah and also really thick and so i kept trying to like fondle the older one's ball sack um but my nails were too sharp and i kept like puncturing him so we were like fuck how are we what are we gonna do so i got nail clippers and my nails were too thick so as this whole you know me trying to figure out how to respectfully touch this old man's genitals uh the younger one, his behavior is now just completely slid into the territory of like, I don't know what's going on and I'm afraid to look at you. He's crawling around on the ground like a dog and just like putting our like soft penises in his mouth like a little bit and like moving on to the next one, like crawling. Like, so my husband's there, the older one's there and I'm beside him on the couch. As this is happening. Elliot, as- I don't want to kink shame right now, but I am deeply, upset. deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. So, and it takes that, it takes a lot to do that to me just wait that's all i can say is just it gets worse uh so as this is happening as like the nail thing's happening as like the little like puppy dick sucking thing is happening uh i'm having this like very intense 
existential conversation with the older man who's telling me about uh, his dying wife who he has to stay married to because of health insurance in America, who still refuses to acknowledge his queerness. He's uh, he's a um, Jehovah's Witness, uh, like an act of practicing Jehovah's Witness. Practicing? Practicing, yeah. Couldn't, can't be. But he, in his own way, like, like, like he still believes in, like, god like like it's still Isn't the his, fundamental part of that religion is to canvas to not be yeah so he's oh where like he was trying to convert me no i just mean like if you're jovas was you have to go around and and and, and spread the word and yeah canvas. i don't I, so i guess he's not super practicing okay. but he's like enough that like that's his god or like that's god and okay what i was just it's a lot of information coming at me um but it was it's interesting and i was obviously being respectful and uh, he also was showing us the machete wounds that he has of both of his arms because he served in the war. What I, war? I don't know, Tom. I, oh, the Vietnam, Gulf War, maybe? Not Vietnam. I mean, he was in his 60s. Vietnam. And, no, not no. Vietnam. The Gulf War? Maybe the Gulf War. Um, killed seven people. No. He's telling us about this, like, thick, like, ropey scars of his arms. Uh, Every sentence out of your mouth is destroying me. You've officially ruined my mood. Yeah, he's like multiple grandkids that are my age. Anyway, um, (laughs) super, the whole thing's happening real fast. And then he's like, oh, I know finally how we can like deal with your nails. I have a whole uh, workshop in the back. It's like detached from the property. Um, Let's all go into the workshop shed and we can see what tools we have for your nails. So we go in there and there's this enormous homemade sex swing that he made with like soldered poles and like a giant leather, like hammock bed. I don't know what soldered means. I'm not straight. Uh, really hot metal that gets stuck together. Oh, all right. I think, uh, excuse me. Stop. Ping (laughs) foul. Every, this is, uh, this is the first episode of season five and you're a foul beast. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't know what to do. And so my husband and I are just being like stupid. I shouldn't say whatever. Stupid, slutty little fags. And we're like, how does a sex swing work, like, crawling in it? Like, you know, whatever. No, I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't I do not know. What we were thinking. <laughs> and then we move on to, like, the back room, which was where the serial murder would have taken place if murder happened that night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm still he, not convinced it didn't. He turns on... My husband is missing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the older man turns on, like, a belt sander and puts it in a vice grip. And he's guiding my fingernails into the belt sander. What the actual fuck? It worked. I don't care. I didn't injure myself. I he don't was care. Very, he I need was, you to exercise a little bit more. I told judgment. you. I told you. Here. He was very Especially kind. if you've all been drinking so heavily. That's And I had absurd. one tater tot for dinner. Um, he was very respectful, though. He was very consent I, I don't care oriented. if he's respectful. He shouldn't be using that table saw on your finger. It wasn't a saw. It was a... We put my bare... The pad of my bare finger on just to show that it wouldn't, like, cut. It was like a sand... It was a belt sander. I don't know what that means, but... It was sandpaper moving really fast. It, this does not sound safe. I don't care. I'm sticking my... By my... This does not sound safe. That's fair. It gets okay. worse. Like, I will keep saying that. It gets worse. And then, so... That happened. Afterwards, I was, like, reasonably exhausted, and the vibes had, like, changed so radically because of the younger one's, like, strange behavior, where my husband and I were just, like, fully attracted to the older man only. But we knew from the older man that they were open. Like, he has lovers around the country. Like, you know, I thought it would have been no issue to have sex with him, and that's the way he made it seem. So he tells us, like, you can come cuddle in my bed tonight if you want like guests don't usually do that but he's like he really liked us we had a really good vibe together 
Um, but he didn't sleep in the house with his partner because his partner's rescue dog is quite protective. So his partner sleeps on the dog bed. No, on the ground beside the dog bed. And the older one sleeps in a broken down RV in the backyard that he's slowly fixing up. That's where he sleeps every night. So why? I, I, I don't, I don't know, but he, okay. but he did. That was his bed. And so my, if I were to watch <clears throat> this, if I were to have seen this in a movie, I'd be like, nah, I don't this is it. bad writing. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I know. So, uh, we all like go to bed and I guess the plan was that we were just going to go to bed. Then my husband and I were going to go in after, like after we brush our teeth and, and whatever. So my husband and I are decompressing and sanded your nails and sand, my nails were already sanded <laughs> wash the sand off. Um, we're decompressing. We like grab our pillows. We brush our teeth. We're getting ready to go out. And I don't know how to explain this part. Everything kind of happened really fast, but it was really weird because so it's pitch black outside. And as we're going to leave our guest house, like there's automatic lights, but they're all on the inside. So when you walk out into the kitchen, all the lights come on and you like can't see out the windows, which was just kind of weird. Like, I just like, you have no idea what's outside, but like normally the automatic lights would be outside. Right. So they illuminate the dark. So I like felt weirdly blinded. And then I step outside and right in front of our door is the rescue dog sitting there with its ears flattened back growling and staring at like the little alley beside our guest house. No. Which leads to nowhere. I'm like, my heart starts racing at this point and I follow the dog's gaze and out of the corner steps the younger one. No. With a glass of wine in his hand, a cigarette in his other hand and like a semi-hard dick with a cock ring on. No. No. And he was standing at our open window on the outside looking in, Uh -uh. watching us get ready for bed jerking off and listening to how we were going to fuck his husband or partner or whatever. Nope. No. So I go into like full panic mode and he's like, what are you doing? Which, what are you, what are you doing? But I don't know. I, I shut down. I panicked and I was like, uh, oh, I'm just smoking a joint before bed, which then I had to like commit to that lie. So I actually ended up smoking a joint with him outside and he's like, oh, you know what? I would also love to smoke weed, which Super like 180 from his other behavior, like it was just really strange. He hadn't been smoking weed all night. He said he didn't smoke weed. Now he wants to. So I'm like, okay, this guy's a creepy and a liar. Um, so I'm sitting down on the picnic bench that we ate that delicious dinner at, and he sits behind me, and I'm smoking the joint, and he starts like fondling my whole body and like kissing my neck, which like I gave zero indication. Like I was like frozen, like just like smoking in discomfort. And my husband is just kind of standing there, like not sure what to do. And then the older man, the 62 year old was in his RV and I guess he heard us all talking. So he comes out and he's like, Hey, like what's going on? And we were like, Oh, we were just smoking a joint before bed, managed to finish the joint, got through the super awkwardness. Then I feigned being too stoned and I was like, I have to sleep. Like I don't feel very well. So then husband and I go back into our guest house and I run to the bathroom, lock the bathroom door, get on the floor. And I'm like in the fetal position, rocking, feel super freaked out, still kind of processing it. And I say to my husband, like, I feel like we're going to get killed. I can't sleep in this house. I don't feel safe in this house. That man was just like literally at the window. So I'm either sleeping in the car on the street in front of the let's go Brandon house, which also I don't feel safe at, Uh. or we have to go into like the 62 year olds RV and sleep there. Now, like, I know it's hard to believe me here, but the older man 
really had like gracious, kind energy. He was very respectful. I like, don't believe you. There were, no, seriously, there were like no red no. flags. I mean, he was a murder. He murdered people for the military. That's a, that's he maybe. murdered seven people. But also conscription. What did he have a choice? Pro- I'm not defending war crimes. <laughs> I don't know why I'm defending war crimes. That took Dodge a whole. The trap. That took a whole. He also could like not. Uh, okay, Listen, fine, fine. Just I, I know you don't want to trust. I know it's hard to trust me. I don't trust you at all. After hearing that, I, I mean, after everything I've known about you, this story really does take the cake. And I don't trust your judgment, even in the slightest whatsoever, one bit. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. He gave me good vibes. Oh. So <laughs> I'm like, this time we're running to the RV and I'm not looking around. If the younger one pops out of the fucking sewer grate, I don't care. I'm just like eyes forwarding. So my husband and I get our pillows again and we race out the front door and we race to the RV and we go in and proceed to make love with the older gentleman. Don't say make love. And no, we didn't make love. Sucked his fat cock in the RV. Um, And it was really hot. It was really cute. And we had a great time and we spooned and cuddled and kissed. And do you have pictures of these men? Uh, no, we don't. Good Um, thing this podcast and not a, yeah, I mean, so yeah, okay, so then that happened, and we spent the night there. Okay, and in the RV, in the RV, in like uh, the little RV bed, uh-huh. it was really, it was actually like romantic. Nope, it was. Mm, okay. It was romantic. No, we caught feeling. No, <laughs> no, no. And then, you have... <laughs> whatever you're charging your therapist, it ain't enough, honey. <laughs> oh, I think she charges enough. And then we, um, we. So we wake up in the RV and he's not there because he's 62. So we like got up at four in the morning to start working. Um, and my husband and I wake up and we look over. And so like, I don't know if people listening have been in RVs or mobile homes, but like there's usually a tiny alcove that the bed is in. So like you're kind of surrounded by walls and on the wall directly beside my head where I slept was um, a loaded nine millimeter handgun strapped to the wall. First thing I saw when I wake up. Oh, for fuck safe but it's also like living out there being queer in a super queer phobic place like wouldn't you have to uh no you're defending war criminals and the right to bear arms so i wake up see the handgun (laughs) go outside we sit down we have our coffee on the on the picnic bench and the older one comes out and he's like peppy and we're like having cute morning chat there's like really good banter clearly still sexy energy um, and then the younger one comes out and doesn't say anything, doesn't look at us, won't make eye contact, like just like nothing, just smoking and staring at the ground. Uh huh. Um, so whatever, we pack up our shit and we go because we were only supposed to stay there for one night. And my microphone is falling again. Yeah, I told you, you made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ghost of Pamela. I swear to God, what? Oh. <laughs> it's good. We're good. Stop. We're good. <laughs> I just feel no. like I'm in the RV. Like, I yeah, like I'm, I'm really in, stressing. It's taken you me into this world, and I do not want to be in this world. I do not feel safe in this world. Okay, so we're about to leave this world. So we pack up and we go next day. And we liked the old band so much that we had like plans to see him again or see them again. No. So he texts us and he's like, you know, so amazing to meet you guys. Like, I felt such a connection. I really want to see you again while you're here. I'm going to book uh, a reservation at like a nice hotel or a nice restaurant, and I'll take you out for dinner in a couple days time like because we had other reservations 
And so we were like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Reservations as in? No, we should have had uh, those (laughs) reservations, but we didn't. We had bookings. And then so he texted us a few hours later and he was like, hey, um, I hate to say this, but like my partner is really jealous and really upset. Like he thinks I should have invited him into the RV at the very least. And so I just don't think it's a good idea if I see you again, but I'm so sad about that. And we were like, yeah, we totally understand that. Um, It also turns out that his partner didn't go to bed, but stayed up looking in the window of the RV as we hooked up, just chain smoking. Elliot. (coughs) Number one, obviously. Yeah. He was doing that. Yeah. What's number two? That's probably what turned you on more. No. You're a monster. No. No, I wasn't. I didn't know. I wasn't thinking about this that. This story's monstrous. You've really affected me by it. Hey, and I am not happy. Yeah, you're agitated. What's number I two? I am agitated. What's number two? No, there was no number two. I don't know what the number two is. The number, <laughs> number two is number two is like I hope you guys thumb and Louise off a cliff after that. <laughs> um no, so so whatever. We say yeah, that makes sense. Totally. Hope we didn't like do any permanent damage. And he said no. He's just jealous. Um but we've like maintained like a pen pally relationship with this old man. You have not. Yeah, we're still texting. Fuck you. Yeah, he texted us like yesterday. Oh fuck off. You're he wants to me. No, I'm not kidding. He He's wants not to, coming here. He He's to, not coming here. He wants to fix up his He's, RV and drive to Canada. He's not coming here. He can come wherever he wants. Well, I mean, I'll invite him and he'll come. You have to meet him. You're gonna love him. I will not meet him and I will not love him. Period. <laughs> I think maybe you will. Period. <sighs> okay, so then you're not going to like what happened after that. So a couple days later, we I'm going to make this one super duper quick, and then I'll just shut the fuck up. But we met this other guy who uh, <clears throat> believed that lizard people taking over the government, believed that COVID was a hoax, didn't believe in vaccination. Um, and also when I introduced myself, I was like, my name's Elliot. Like my pronouns are they and them. And he just kind of looked confused. And I was like, oh, I'm maybe you haven't met someone who's non-binary before. Like I'm trans non-binary. And he just said, he's like, no, I just don't understand. <laughs> um, and then we went back to his house and fucked him. Oh my God. And as he was fucking me also like in the scariest house I've ever seen, like a mansion, but in the middle of nowhere with like eight people living in it, but no furniture and just like shoes everywhere. Um, and as he's fucking me, uh, there's something like flapping in my face, like like, like flying around. I'm just, I'm, I'm drunk. So I'm just like, whatever, whatever, not a big deal. Um, we finish and then we go to sleep. And then in the morning we get up to get dressed and my husband picks up a shirt and an enormous cockroach with wings falls out like this big. And so it turns out that the night before, as I was getting penetrated, um, a cockroach was flying Right into my face. You've succeeded in, in r- r- ruining me. Oh, you don't like me anymore. No, I don't. <laughs> this is an awkward way to start off season five. Tom, that was my honeymoon. That was how we celebrated. No, it wasn't. Getting married. I know we need another one. Seriously, that's not even everything. It was a salt but day. I can't. I can't. That's it. I have to stop now. That's. You know what? I have uh, always had extreme distaste for you um, and have always thought you are morally corrupt and have um, rich, that's rich, grotesque judgment. My eyes are rolling so hard. So I'm not so upset about it from you. I'm more upset about it from your husband. husband. What's his pseudonym again? Uh, Timmy? Yeah, Tim, Timmy. Tim? Timothy. 
Timothy. Yeah, Timothy. I'm more upset about fucking Timothy. And I will say, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. He is usually a lot more measured and responsible. He was he was leading the way on a lot of All right, of this. this is the grossest thing ever. That was the worst half an hour of my life. Are you happy? Uh, so you don't want to know about the giant ketchup bottle that was also on the floor of that guy's like cracked end bedroom? You know how I feel about condiments. You hate they're, them. They're really gross condiments. Okay, but you're mustard royalty. Well, I like mustard, but <laughs> not not alone on the floor. There was no food in his room. There was just a giant bottle of ketchup and a cockroach. Also, his toilet wasn't bolted to the floor. I thought you said this was over. It's over. It's done. It's done. That was my honeymoon, everyone. You can all take a break. Those of you who left the room, you can come back in now. Uh, I made Tom angry. I Tom is yeah, I don't know where to go from here. I don't know where to go either. I think... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you made me tell that story. I'm in- made you! I'm ashamed! Made you! You asked You me. also took half an hour you to tell it. You asked me about it. Listen, uh, I'm so sorry. Shh. You shh, shh, shh. That's going to be really loud. This shush. So, sorry if that was really loud in your ears. Can we do an ASMR? Shh. Um, all right. We have one more thing to get through. Yes. Before we say adieu. Adieu for this lovely f- intro episode. Um, we want to talk about uh, this season's all about queer histories. Yes. And so I'm sorry. My energy is so sunk. I know. I <laughs> fucked you up. I really fucked you up. So sunk. Uh, <laughs> no, we have to get back no, up. Fu- we have to I'm get fine. back I'm just up. joking. Okay. I'm just joking. I'm nothing but a performer. I can pretend I'm happy when I'm not. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we want to talk about our own personal queer histories. Yes. Before we uh, hear from all of you and and, and share learn. other histories, yeah. I just yeah I figure too it's it's probably a good idea for any listeners who a hadn't tuned in before and b who have made it this far yeah in the episode um who who <laughs> don't know us yet any new listeners are now old. Listen, now like I've are, aged uh, them. Aged, yeah. Anyone who yeah. came in fresh face now looks like Rose at the end of the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my fault. I'll take full accountability for that. Um, I yeah. think I've always known I've been queer. Mm. Um, I think I've always known that. I always felt like a, like a weirdo outsider. Yeah. Um, certainly among my family, something was different about me. Um, certainly at school, something was different about me. But I learned, I think, I learned really early to um, to get ahead of it. And so I never really was a victim of bullying. Mm. Um, luckily, thank my lucky stars, because I know that's something that can really fuck you up for the rest of your life. For sure. Um, only because I bullied myself in front. Right. I bullied myself so that no one else could hurt me. It's too, it, you're too late. Yes. Basically. And I mean, to, to have, you were, you're an actor. So to have the like social skills sure. and, and the, and the, the bitingness, you know, I feel like you could successfully do that. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was doing because I was, we were talking, I was seven, eight, nine years old. Right. I didn't know what, what I was doing now is now that I'm going back and I'm like, okay, all right. You, good for you. Good for you. Did you, you felt queer then? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, what, um, not to put you in a box, but what labels do you consider applicable to yourself? Mm, I don't know. Actually, I'm part of a, a study at, at TMU, so I always have to check off boxes. Um, and I would take uh, gay. Uh, first of all, I'm he, my pronouns are he, him, if you mm. don't know that. Um, I would take... Sorry, what's your name? <laughs> 
Tater Talk Casserole. <laughs> My pronouns are cream of mushroom. My name is cream of mushroom, <laughs> and I would take gay or uh, queer or bi. Right. I would take any of those. And cis. Would I take any? Oh, cis. Yeah, certainly cis. Um, I don't know if I would take anything else under my... Yeah, if anyone calls me any of those things, those totally, that's my identity, whatever you cool. feel. Yeah. I like saying gay because I feel like gay is just the fucking like, umbrella term, even totally. though queer is the actual umbrella term. But Yeah, no, I hear you though. Um, Big time. Yeah, and I, when I came out, I did come out as bi, and it was so, uh, so funny, actually. I went to the Carly Rae Jepsen concert last night. I was lucky enough to sit behind my best friend in high school. Um, so we sort of reconnected just in the stands, and she, R- Rose, she was the one who I came out to Oh wow! In when I was 14. Wow. And so we were sort of, like, catching up really quickly, and she, she made a comment really offhand, like, oh, yeah, remember when you came out as bi? And I thought, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I still might be, would be bi. Right. And I, I think there was some discourse in high school about like, oh, it was, that was like a stepping stone or whatever. A stepping stone, which, which is like, biphobic. I'm not saying that Rose was being biphobic. She certainly wasn't. I understand what you're saying. But that sort of society's view on bisexuality. You said something to me about bisexuality's sort of inherent, um, um, like, like uh, misogynist bias, right? I don't know if Where, you can like, remember so what I said, what you said, but is this kind of having to do with like uh, women? So, like in a society built around male consumption of the male gaze, and where women are more objectified, women mm-hmm. having same sex encounters uh, is it's, hot. It's hot, and it because it's it's digested through a male gaze, and it's tended to be seen as like more acceptable and exploratory. And a mm-hmm. straight woman could have sex with other women and people wouldn't automatically label those women as bisexual. Yeah. Whereas a man, because of like the heteropatriarchy and homophobia, as soon as a man does anything remotely deemed like effeminate, or if they have a same sex relation, it's either like, Oh, you're gay. Yeah. Right. Or if they say you're bisexual, people often just think that you're lying. You're lying. Yeah. 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 You're lying. Or it's just, or it's a stepping stone, which is, which is both cases incredibly reductive. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I used being bi as a stepping stone. Right. Um, although the older I get, the more I'm like, I, d- I think I put my sexuality in a box too young. I think yeah. I think I found too comfy of a house in being gay yeah. that I never actually explored anything else, you know? Yeah. But. Certainly growing up in the 90s, there was a lot of like things that I was watching on TV that I knew. I didn't know what was going on at the time, but looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, you fucking faggot. Like, Aladdin Mm -hmm. did something to me. Oh, yeah. Um, Big time. Robin from Batman and Robin, the animated series, did something to me. And real-life Chris O'Donnell Robin. The Chris O'Donnell Robin, I think, is my, like, ultimate, like, sexual awakening. It's wild. It's wild. Those pecs, that bulge when he's in the quicksand and that arm shoots up and they touch, like... Yeah, I want him to shoot up at me. You want to what? No, I, nothing. <laughs> I, was, I was making a cum joke, but I thought it was a, a heroin. Oh, heroin joke! <laughs> yeah. No, shoot up at me. Oh, I see. <laughs> Jesse, cut that. <laughs> now that he's here, Jesse can start making cuts. <laughs> Thank fucking God. Um, uh, Will Smith was another one for uh, Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Ah, true, true, yeah. true. And I was the that weird was, thing about my attraction. My sorry. Go no, on. you go. No, I think what my weird thing about attraction to me is like all sort of um tied up in my narcissism Mm -hmm. because for so many people and still to this day i'm like do 
I want to fuck you or do I want to be you? And I mean, I think it's safe to say that oftentimes it's like a 60-40 split. Yeah. Or 80-20. Yeah. You never know. Because I always said, like, you know, Buffy Buffy is my whole life. And I always thought, oh, I want to fuck Buffy. Or and do then, you want to be Buffy? And I was like, oh, my God. Or do I want to be Buffy? And But now that I'm an adult, I was like... Oh, hold on a second. I do want to fuck Buffy and I do want to be Buffy. It can be both. That's yeah. queer. It's allowed to be both. Yeah. And um, so I think I've had I've had this binary in my mind all my life. I've I've known I've known that weird thing about my turn. Even when I meet people in real life and I like immediately become enthralled by them, it's yeah. like Oh, am I do am I attracted to you? Right. Or do I want to be you? Right. And be in you or be it's inside weird. you. Yeah, exactly. No, I get it's, that. It's it's weird. I totally it, get it's that. something that I still struggle with, but I mean, not str- I don't struggle with it, but I mean, it's something you're interesting. To, you're it's something interesting. To struggle with it. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna invalidate that for you. No, no, yeah. I, I can't call it a struggle, but so an inter- a, p- a piece of interest for sure. Yeah, that makes sense yeah. to me. I mean, I still, I still have that feeling, mm-hmm. especially with the internalized uh, body toxicity in the gay community. It's hard to yeah. be like, do I find this attractive? I was just programmed to find this attractive. Exactly. Am I like? re-spewing toxicity back out into the community by like uh aspiring to these things i know that i shouldn't aspire to like does something fucked up to your brain you know yeah yeah that's why when i have like conventionally attractive friends Mm. and i have other friends that sort of lust after them i get really i don't know why i get mad about it but i'm like oh stop it you don't like this person you don't even know this person like I feel like you're speaking directly to me right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I know I'm mad at you. I, mean. I know I'm mad at you, but I'm not speaking directly to you. Right Sorry, also the ASMR of my necklace is jingling on my Smirnoff. Anything else you want to do to ruin this podcast? Oh, I'm going to smash one of these cats today. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. I a lot of what you just said resonates with me and uh my queer awakening similar but different. I was also young when I knew that I felt different, but I don't know, like my my I was just I was like just hypersexual and so a lot of the times I was like still convinced myself that like I was straight and I would be normal. But then when I was 12 years old, a friend of mine who was also 12, we started experimenting sexually with each other. Mm -hmm. And then that carried out through my like sexual experimentation with women that I was dating. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to bed at night and just being like, you'll have a wife and you'll have kids. Like telling myself that, that I wasn't going to disappoint anyone. And I honestly think I realized like that I was queer in a more like, inescapable way mm-hmm. when I realized that I was telling myself that to convince myself and not because I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. like my own yeah. happiness wasn't, wasn't factoring into that. And then I'll never forget the very first date that I went on when I was in grade 10 came out publicly. I was 15 years old and I wanted a date with a guy to the movies and we ended up making out in the backseat of his car. And like, it was like something exploded in my mind. Like I had never, mm. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd had, like, sex with that that male friend of mine, but it was always, like, shameful, and we were drinking, which isn't great, because mm. we were 12, but, like... <laughs> like Sudbury. It was... <laughs> Sudbury. It was, it was just... It was a different kind of thing, whereas, like, this, we were in the parking lot, anyone could have seen us, like, yeah. we were on a real date, and then we kissed, and it was, like... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know... Yeah, that was what... Yeah, my first kiss was... Like, just also a light, a light bulb moment. Yeah, and I remember... With one of our guests, Maya... 
like on like episode two. Oh my god, right. Was my first kiss, yeah. I love that. Uh, throwback. Um, yeah, so that just clicked and then I was more comfortable with it. Uh, in terms of like sexual awakenings, the fox and the hound's relationship was super queer. Okay. Tragic, queer. Uh, I've never seen that movie. I'm too scared to watch it. Oh, that's so valid. Yeah. No, I don't think you should watch okay. it. Um, it's worse than like an uncooked mushroom potato casserole. I think it's the emotional version. You're lobbing a lot of balls at me today and I am trying to dodge. Good fucking luck. Um, and then also the, the animated Robin Hood with the pantsless fox. That was Robin Hood. Okay, so... Two, two animated animals. So you're into bestiality. No, I'm not. I'm not even a furry. Surprisingly, <laughs> it would seem otherwise, but I'm not. Um, but just, I think when you're young, it's like the innocence of the cartoon animals, but then I'm like, oh my God, why are his pants Yeah, no, off? the fox like, was sly. The fox was sly. And hot. Like he had a certain hotness to him. Yeah. Aladdin definitely did something to me. He was a twink. Like that was, yeah. that was a twink. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I guess he was a twink. Like big, big time, big twink energy. Um, and then, yeah, Chris O'Donnell. BT. <laughs> Tom, do either of us have twink energy? I don't no. think so. <laughs> I think we both used to, maybe. Who's more of a twink, Pepper or Mrs. Salt? Uh, no, Pepper, Pepper, Pepper. Pepper's Mrs. the twink. Mrs. Salt is too um, uh, refined. To ever even be. To be a twink. Yeah, yeah, that's so valid. Um, yeah, so that's, that's honestly really it. I... I do think, I do think back to... Not that qu- twinks can't be refined. <laughs> no, you're allowed to say that. You can okay. say that. Okay. If, you're, if you're refined, All right. you're not a twink. But there okay. are fashion twinks. But I'm going to bet that there's internal chaos that we're not seeing. There's got to be. There's got to be. You can't be a twink and be like, no, like get, have your shit together. Whoa, I'm getting worse. If you're a twink that has, it's, it's your shit. Sh- it's <laughs> shit. Right, right Message in. us. Tell us. We want to know. Yeah, that sounds awful taken out of context, but do it, please. No, we want to know. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to keep going over the same thing, but all I want to say in that is, like, the older I get, and, oh, also, um, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm non-binary, and coming to terms with my gender identity in relation to my sexuality has, I think, made me realize that... Um, I have more exploring to do. Like I'm not done. And also I just, I think I put way too much focus on genitals um, yeah. as an, as like an identifier as yeah. like the thing that I was. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. I'm me. attracted to men with vaginas. Like I'm attracted yeah. to non-binary people. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I, so I, whatever, I don't even know. I'm still exploring. Yeah. We're still figuring it out. Yeah. What I'm not attracted to. Pan. I forgot pan. Pan is what I am. You, Sorry. Right. Yeah. We're talking about yes. you, but yes. yes. You're, you, I, you cut off another, uh, casserole joke so that's good (laughs) (laughs) you saved it in the nick of time thank god and okay so what about your transition from system to transdom uh it it has been unfolding so i mean it's been like it's been a conversation that we've had that we've had on this podcast in terms of just my evolving feelings towards masculinity it's been like the past like five or six years where i'm coming to terms with it um and then I had this moment a couple years ago. It's definitely one of those people where the pandemic pushed me through that because mm-hmm. all of my my relations were cut down yeah. to online only. And gender is nothing if not relational. It is about the way we are perceived, the way we present. Um, right. And there was no public. And there was no public. Yeah. And, and and there was an online public. And so I think I felt safe yeah. to present in a different way and safe to come out as non-binary Um, but I also needed to because that relationality was taken away where it like 
it, I don't know. It was this perfect storm. It, it, it felt like the right time. And so I came out to an enormous outpouring of love, obviously a great community, um, very lucky, wonderful family. Um, but I've just been like now exploring what that actually means for me. And like for a long time, I was like, oh, I, I've repressed the more femme side of myself for a long time. So I'm going to try buying dresses, Yeah. but I bought really ugly dresses and I looked really bad in them. So I'm like <laughs> afraid now of like high femme clothing. And I've just been kind of chilling. Like I look like a PGA <laughs> golf funny. tour. Most of the days I was like a big baggy shirt and shorts. That's very funny. Um, but I mean, sorry, or not funny. <laughs> no, no, it is. No, it is. I was, you should have seen how crestfallen I was when I put that one, I put on the really tight, like uh velour red dress. And I was like, I'm hiding for the rest of my life. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, but it's also, it was H&M. Sorry, H&M. You can still sponsor us. You can if you want to, actually. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's been it's been really strange, but uh, important for me, and I've been doing a lot of looking back into my own life on the way that my gender expression has been shaped by negative reactions to other people when I deviated from a masculine script. Like... I used to have really long hair and people used to mistake me for a girl when I was in public and I would like that. And then I would like see the shame of those men around me at me being perceived as a woman and like, you know, the horror stories of like, like being separated in gym class and just like all these little things that like chipped away at, you know, me ultimately like being a boy and then kind of reclaiming the like dead parts of my gender. So, right. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's an ongoing thing really. Fascinating. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still figuring it all out, but like, I mean, also I had this moment where it's like, so I, I I do experience some dysphoria when people misgender me. It's Mm -hmm. especially frustrating when I get misgendered in like queer circles. It happens all the time, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Like I, I understand. Well, and you know, I understand people that have known me longer. It's harder um, because our brains are so wired. I understand that the way that I look oftentimes is easy to mistake me for somebody who's cis, Um, and so, you know, I had this like moment talking to my husband a lot before I came out where it's like, I think I'm okay without people knowing. Cause like, I know like, and and I'm comfortable with who I am. Do I need to say anything? Am I just going to be like making a stink kind of thing? Hmm. But then I was like, that is doing nothing for other people who feel the same way as me. Hmm. It's doing nothing for future generations. And like, I, I, you know, could be that person in my family who is non-binary so that the next time there's a non-binary person or a family, they yeah. don't have to come out for the first time. So that kind of ultimately pushed me to, yeah. you know, to, to make it more of a vocal thing. Um, but I've been misgendered so much in these past few weeks and I'm just yeah. like, so I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Like if I can talk candidly, I'm surprised at how hard it's been for me. Sure. Like, yeah. and not, not to, cause no, it's no, not please, hard for I'm, me. I like, want to, I like it's not this. me that it's hard on sure but it's me that's hard for i guess is the right thing to say and yeah um yeah i do i have mr to do and each time i'm like oh why, why why is what are you doing like this is your job yeah um so it's it's been in shock um and, and i guess i guess that's kind of a good lesson because it's like you can talk all you want you can sort of preach all you want yeah. uh, but when it comes down to it are you able to do the work for the people you love yeah, absolutely yeah and like it's not easy. It's not easy. The way that our brains work, the way that like we crave order and in a binary mm-hmm. system, the order is that people who look this way go mm-hmm. with this word. And it's so deeply ingrained in our brains. Yeah. Like I have a lot of graciousness for people that do fuck it up 
because I understand I've misgendered people. Yeah. I've misgendered myself in my own in my own mind sometimes. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a weird. It's funny for people like me too, whose mouth moves quicker than their brain does. Exactly. Me too. Um, because then I'm like, duh, like duh. I just this doesn't connect. Like things yeah. come out of my mouth before they go through my brain. Which is another. Which is was another. Uh, I think incentive for me to be more vocal with my truth because, um you know fuck it up with me a bunch and then maybe it'll click like right so who knows so that's very okay i'm back to liking you i just burped okay hate you again (laughs) i'm gonna make you the craziest (laughs) casserole after this (laughs) i'm gonna slurp it out of my sloppy bottom oh all right this is where so let's let's wrap this up yeah i can't go any further after that we need to finish with uh something wonderful that has happened to us a double rainbow yes uh do you have something nice yeah i do um um, uh, gay hockey started again. I do, I do really love that. It's a great outlet for me. Um, it's nice to meet my team, and I have mm. a lot of my best friends on my team, which I'm happy about. And here's a really weird one. Ready? Yes. So sometimes my mental health is completely debilitating. Yes. Today I woke up, and I cleaned my fridge, and I reorganized it, and I cleaned my cupboards, and I reorganized them. I know it's a small, stupid little thing, but I haven't been able to do that because of feeling just crushed yep i guess yep um i'm so, so happy it's a to big hear that, win Tom. for me it's I'm a big s- win for me so happy for you yeah that's wonderful and it, it's something for neurotypical people to understand like um tiny things can be insurmountable they often are insurmountable for yeah. people that have depression yeah. and like I was just talking about this with somebody talking about when we realized her Zoloft kicked in because this person is super anxious and they were like, I was walking to the subway one day and I stopped and I noticed how pretty a flower was. Mm. And like, that's all it took to realize, like when you have enough space inside yourself, Mm. you can start to like do things for yourself. You can start to notice the beauty around you. You can start to like want to make things better in these tiny, tiny ways. And it's big, you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, thank yeah. you for sharing that. I'm happy for you. Um, my double rainbow is this cold fall weather. Fuck you. I'm so wow, serious. You're really no, going I'm in on me. So serious. You're going I'm in so on me serious. today. I am strike three. I'm gonna <laughs> kick this microphone over. This is our last episode ever. I'm just someone who's chronically sweating. I'm chronically hot. Like my hands are like clammy storms right now. Me and too. so to leave the house, I just wore like. Uh, a little sweater with the sleeves rolled up today and there was a not cool an breeze. h&m tennis dress <laughs> not an h&m <laughs> tennis dress um but yeah no the breeze the cold air fall is here uh fucking love it you're so mad at me okay we're gonna end this before our friendship is over everyone we're so excited to be back you've been listening to do you queer what i queer that's tom and that's elliot and we're, and we're dick quick Please follow us on all of our socials. We have not been good at that for the last couple of years. But we're coming we're, back. It's, we have a renaissance. It, it's the renaissance. It's, it's the, the renaissance. renaissance. We're awakening. Um, Beyonce had one. Sarah Michelle Geller is having one currently. Now we are too. And we are as well. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Twitter, Tom. Dickwick, Instagram, Dickwick. Dickwick. Yeah, and, and it's uh, D-Y-Q-W-I-Q. And again, you can email us at doyouqueer at gmail.com. Please like, rate, review, subscribe. Please tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, support local faggots. <laughs> support small Or if you're business. not local, support faggots. international faggots. Yeah. Thank you. Support international faggots. Yeah. Uh, bye. Bye. Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer?
Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you queer? Do you que